Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 121, Understanding OFDM and OFDMA. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, we want to distinguish between OFDM, Orthogonal Frequency Division Multiplexing, and OFDMA, Orthogonal Frequency Division Multiple Access. And we've talked a bit about this before, back in an episode where we discussed Wi-Fi 6, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper into the technology here. First, let's go back in time and think about the way 802.11b worked. That used something called Direct Sequence Spread Spectrum, and it used an entire 22 megahertz channel to send a single bit. Each bit taking up 2 megahertz to send, it had 11 bits, and the reason there were 11 bits to send one bit was error correction. It used an error correction scheme called Barker 11 Coding, and that's one reason the throughput was not all that impressive. A throughput with 802.11b topped out somewhere around 11 megabits per second. And the throughput could be improved upon by using a frequency division multiplexing. That's where we take our channel width. In fact, we only use uh, 20 megahertz channel widths typically. Now we can bond those together, but a single channel is typically 20 megahertz in width. And we can divide that into different sub-channels to send traffic for different conversations. However, even though each user is on a different sub-channel, I mean, they're right next to each other, there is still the possibility or probability that adjacent sub-channels, they're going to interfere with one another a little bit. That's where OFDM comes in, orthogonal frequency division multiplexing. Now think about the word orthogonal. If you remember that from your high school math class, orthogonal simply means at right angles to. In other words, if you have two lines that intersect and the angle between those two lines is 90 degrees, those lines are orthogonal. They have a 90 degree separation. Well, let's take that idea of 90 degrees of separation and apply it a bit to trigonometry. You might remember in trigonometry that we have sines and cosines and tangents. Well, if you look at a sine wave, and if you're not really familiar with what a sine wave looks like, I recommend that you do an internet search for sine wave and look at the image of it. And it's a waveform that starts at zero, it goes up, it comes back down to zero, it goes to a negative value, and it comes back up to zero. And the full wavelength of that sine wave represents 360 degrees, just like going all the way around a circle. Well, what about a cosine wave? And you might want to do an internet search to see what that looks like if you're not familiar with it. But a cosine wave, when we draw it, it typically starts at a higher value, and then it comes down to zero, and then it goes to a negative value, and then it comes back up to zero, and then it goes up to a higher value. The bottom line is, if we zoom out, a sine wave and a cosine wave look pretty much identical with one difference. They're shifted a little bit. The cosine wave is shifted at 90 degrees from the sine wave. In other words, it shifted one-fourth of the wavelength of the sine wave. So if we have 90 degrees of separation, that would make a sine wave and a cosine wave orthogonal to one another because they have 90 degrees of separation. So what we can do with OFDM is have adjacent subcarriers have their phase shifted by 90 degrees. That means that you've got adjacent subchannels, and when and if they overlap, the peak of one channel is going to be in the same position as the null or the zero value of the adjacent channel. That's going to minimize interference between these adjacent subchannels. So OFDM is doing orthogonal frequency division multiplexing by shifting adjacent subchannels by 90 degrees. 
to reduce interference. And before we get into OFDMA, let's think about how something like Wi-Fi 5 or 802.11ac works. 802.11ac and prior versions of the 802.11 standard, they use CarrierSense multiple access with collision avoidance. In other words, only one device is allowed to transmit at any one time to a single antenna within an access point. And to make sure that the airwaves are clear and nobody else is talking right now, we'll listen for a brief period of time. And if we don't hear anything, we can transmit. Couple of challenges with that. We could have two devices that are listening to the same period of silence and they simultaneously conclude that the coast is clear and they both simultaneously transmit, resulting in a collision. There's something else that could happen. Imagine an access point sitting directly in front of you and way off to your right, we've got a client. And then way off to your left, we have another client. They're so far from the access point, they just barely reach the access point to associate with it. And when they're listening, they might not hear one another. That's something called the hidden node problem. The clients themselves are so far separated, they cannot hear one another to determine if the other client is speaking at the moment. So that's another reason that we might have a collision. Well, let's consider OFDMA, which is what is used by Wi-Fi 6 or 802.11ax. With OFDMA, we're still using orthogonal frequency division. In other words, adjacent subcarriers are still shifted 90 degrees apart to minimize interference, but we go a bit further than that. Instead of one user using one subcarrier and another user using the next subcarrier, with OFDMA, each subcarrier can be subdivided into what are called resource units. And we could have one user using a few resource units in a subchannel and another user using other resource units in that same subchannel. And also to eliminate this collision issue, what we can do with OFDMA is something that we did back in the token ring days, way back in the 90s. If you remember how token ring worked, we had what was called deterministic network access where there was this token that was passed from device to device to device. And when a device was in possession of that token, that's when it would be allowed to receive or transmit on the network. There was no chance of collision because they took turns in transmitting. That's kind of what we're doing with OFDMA. With OFDMA, we're using something called the target wake time, where the access point is going to schedule when each client is allowed to transmit. And by scheduling these clients, that's what's meant by the MA, the multiple access in OFDMA, by scheduling these clients, we can have multiple devices access the wireless network without colliding with one another. And another side benefit of that is since the access point is telling the client when it's going to be time for it to talk, the client can very briefly power down its radio to a low power mode when it's not its turn to talk or its turn to receive. And that's going to give us some power savings with Wi-Fi 6 clients. And that's a comparison between OFDM, which is used by most other wireless technologies like 802.11G and A and N and AC. We've compared OFDM with OFDMA, which is used by 802.11AX, also known as Wi-Fi 6. And by the way, if you enjoy these brief broadcast storm episodes, you would love our monthly membership program called IT Insider. In the IT Insider, we get together live once a month and I train for about one or two hours. We take everybody's questions that has a question. And if you miss a session, no big deal because we provide replays of all those live sessions. And beyond just the monthly live sessions, we're also giving you extra training resources. We're building you a curriculum in the background. We drop new training resources in your members area every month. 
So one month, you might get Anthony Sequeira teaching a BGP. Another month, you might get Todd Lamley's CCNA Cisco Packet Tracer Labs. Another month, you might get a replay of our CERT Summit. But you're going to get additional training resources each month in addition to the live sessions that we have. And we also give members of IT Insider exclusive discounts to our flagship products like our Encore course or our CCNA course. You get discounts that you don't get outside of that membership. And also, you get to interact with like-minded professionals. You get access to our private IT Insider tribe. I mean, these are people that are willing to put forth some capital to invest in their career. Those are the kind of people I would want to be hanging around on a regular basis. So you get access to that private group, replays of monthly sessions, live monthly sessions, new content added monthly, and exclusive discounts. And if you'd like to get signed up for IT Insider, you can just go to kwtrain.com slash IT Insider. Again, that's kwtrain.com slash IT Insider. And there's no long-term commitment you pay on a month-by-month basis, so you can cancel anytime and you won't be billed again. Go check it out at kwtrain.com slash IT Insider. And on that note, we're going to wrap up this comparison between OFDM and OFDMA. And I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Broadcast Storm.